want to really share with you something that has really been stirring my heart. And, you know, going into this new year, going through a season, you know, in our economy, no matter where you land politically, you know, whatever, it's a rough season in our economy. So what I see a lot of times as in, in tough situations, have any of you ever just wanted to quit? Have you ever wanted just to lay down and give up? Have you ever wanted to just throw in the towel and say, forget it, it's not worth it? Can I say to you today, do not give up, get going. And I just, I was on the Peloton uh, this morning doing my ride after I did some other workouts. And as they kicked off the ride, there was this song, I don't even know who it's from or anything, I'll look it up later, but it literally just said, go, 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 keep on running, don't stop, you're going to make it through this day, you're going to make it to another tomorrow, you're going to go, 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 never stop running. And I listened to that song and I thought, how real is that for us today when we things get hard, our natural reaction is just to give up. Like if I can't be the best at this, then I don't even want to try. If I can't be where I was last year, then you know what? I'm just going to give up. And I want to say to you, there's those moments in life where we have decisions to make of whether to throw in the towel or to sink our heels in, dig our heels in and get ready to go another run. And that's where Pat and I are personally in our life. You know, I love, I always like to share like little get real moments with you. Like I'm the type of person, I it's hard for me to sit still. It's hard for me to stay in one place. Like I'm always going, my brain never shuts off. Literally, it never shuts off. There's like, maybe I'm just crazy. And maybe I've got all these voices going on in my head. <laughs> They're just, they won't be quiet. And I've got purpose and I've got vision and I've got all these things I need to do. And it's hard for me to quiet it all, to get focused. And so I just remember one time, I'm a multitasker. You know, I just try to do a million things at one time. And I remember we, I had recently had a neck surgery and I was trying to be really careful. And we were at the beach, we were at a condo and I was trying to carry something where I wouldn't hurt my neck. And I was walking backwards though. I don't know, it didn't make sense. But anyway, I tripped and I fell. And my first reaction, I didn't even think, I didn't hesitate. I just jumped up. I just got right back up. And I thought, you know, checking myself, did I hurt my neck? Is anything, you know, like I, cause after the surgery and, but then it hit me, I didn't even think about staying on the floor, like to give my body a chance to recover from that. I just jumped up. And I thought about the commercial that we've all saw. It says, a body at rest stays at rest. A body in motion stays in motion. And to be honest, that commercial has become much more a reality as I age. <laughs> so, you know, no, I can't stay put. I got to keep moving, keep the joints, you know, moving all of those things. But our first reaction usually is just, just a wallow in self-pity. When something happens to us, we fell back in our business, something happened here, our health or, you know, and just a wallow in self-pity. But can I just tell you, today is the day to realize that you cannot sit in defeat any longer. 
You cannot sit in defeat any longer. It's time to get up and get moving because I don't take this life for granted. Most of you know, I had cancer. God radically healed me, changed my DNA. I got a second chance in life. And I am not going to waste that life in any way, shape, or form. I'm not going to make it for nothing. I will have been given a second chance to impact the world. And I will do that. And so you can't sit in defeat. You have to fight for the things that matter in your life. Ladies, you, if, you, if your marriage matters to you, you have to fight for your marriage. If your children matter to you, you're going to fight for your children. We fight for our son who's on the front lines in political arenas being attacked. We fight for our daughter this past month fighting for purpose in her life that no one would take that away from her. We fight for the things. If your business matters to you, you will fight for it. You will do what it takes to make a difference. Your health, your dreams, your future, because the enemy's goal is to surround you and distract you, to intimidate you, to back you into a corner of fear and lost hope. But today, here's what I have to say to you. No more. No more. We're not going to put up with that from the enemy because he will do whatever it takes to knock you down, distract you, take you off your game, keep you from reaching the prize at the end of your race. And I want to see some warrior women rise up who do not let the enemy intimidate them or back them into a corner. We are better than that. We are more than that. And he, the enemy will throw sickness at you. I've experienced that. He'll throw challenges, troubles, all those things at every turn in your life to get you off course. But can I just tell you, some things we can't blame on the enemy. That's a harsh reality. We can't blame everything on the enemy. The enemy did this. The enemy, You know, sometimes I just didn't do what I needed to do. Sometimes life just happens. Sometimes I'm not giving my best, just like what Kristen talked about her daughter. Like sometimes I just didn't show up the way I should have. And I've got to, if I want to keep that spot, I got to earn that spot. I got to continually earn it. See, we have to determine that whatever the enemy throws at us is going to fail. It's going to fail. He's not going to take us out. And we have to wake up every single day with purpose, every day fulfilling God's plan in our lives because he, God has given us every weapon we need to defeat the enemy. We just have to make sure that we're utilizing the weapons that have been given to us. Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. You know what that tells me? That tells me that there's going to be hard days. There's going to be weapons that are formed against me. There's things that are going to come against me. But here's the comfort that I know. They will not prosper if I am doing and walking and leaning into God in the way that I'm supposed to. Because Satan's going to forge the weapons. He'll surround you at times. He will attack on occasion. And there's no doubt about that. But here's the cool part. It won't prosper. The enemy is an intimidator a terrorist spreading fear and anxiety. His goal is to for us to wilt in the face of opposition when issues arise in our life. Can I tell you, I am not going to wilt. There's moments I have told someone one time, they said, oh, you're so sweet. 
you do not know me. If you think I'm sweet, I am not sweet. I am kind. There is a difference between being sweet and being kind. And so I am a fighter. I am a fighter of injustice. I am a fighter for what I believe in. And the problem is, is that we always try to fight our own battles in our own flesh. That's the problem. Because here's the reality. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the strength, but I lean into the one who does. And that's my father. That's the one that can always give me the strength. Because here's what I want you to hear. There's a story in the Bible, the story of David and Goliath. We all heard it in Sunday school, children's church, all those things. But I want you to listen to it in this context. Because I love all the odds that were against him in that story. All the odds were against David, but God stepped in. First Samuel says that Goliath said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Have you ever felt like the enemy meets you in the morning time and says, you know what, come on, I am going to feed your flesh to, you know, and you just feel like you're under attack. But I love it because Goliath thought that David was going to be an easy kill. <laughs> He's so underestimated. David. He looked at David, saw him as weaker, saw him as smaller, saw him as less equipped for battle. He didn't have the armor on. He didn't have all of those things. And he started by intimidating David. He called him names. And he just started by doing that. He threatened pain, a threatened suffering, and he minimized David's potential and value. That's what the enemy does. I don't know about you, but there's been moments over the last couple of months where the enemy has tried to diminish my purpose and my value. And I say no more because I know who God has called me to be. You know who God has called you to be. But see, that's exactly what the enemy does. He tells you how ill-equipped you are to be a mom, a wife, a, a businesswoman, a business owner. He brings issues that cause pain and suffering. And then he attacks your worth, all in hopes that you'll just give up, lay down, and quit. No more. But look what I, I here's what I say. It's time to get up, get moving, and do something. And here's what David did. He said to Goliath, he said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And today, the Lord is going to hand you over to me. How about we get up and we approach things like that? No, today, God is going to give me favor. Today, God is going to advance me. See, David understood that he was smaller and weaker in his own flesh. But what did he do? He relied on the strength of the one who created him. And, does the, and David's, I love this because David's response was not at all what Goliath expected. <laughs> I imagine he just stepped back like, what? You know, do you hear yourself and you're so small and ill-equipped? But see, rather than giving in to fear, David bravely de declared his faith and his trust in God and who God had called him to be. And Goliath was spewing all of the threats, all of the insults, and David ran out of patience. How many of you run out of patience in a day? I, If you know me at all, you know I am not a very patient person. 
I just, I can't. I am always in action. And I mean, after all, two thirds of God's name is go, right? I mean, it just, let's get going. Let's go because I'm always on the go. And at the risk of sounding like a horrible person, I will admit that people who drive too slowly get on my nerves. That people who walk slowly at Disney and amusement parks get on my nerves. People who stroll casually through a department and grocery store and get in my way around every corner, get on my nerves. I know that's horrible, but I'm always go, I want to scream at the top of my lungs for the love of productivity. Will you just go? <laughs> I have a mission. I'm always on a mission. And see, they don't know. I mean, after all, I mean, the rapture could happen at any moment. We have so much to do. <laughs> so anyway, I digress on that. But we're losing precious time. And I want to tell you, when it comes to the enemy, being impatient is a good thing. Because I'm not going to sit back and put up with all the things that get thrown at me. We are running a race and the enemy wants to stop you. I don't want to just be a cross on the side of the road as a memorial of what I could have been. Do you know what I'm talking about? I You drive down the road and you see these crosses on the side of the road. Of that's where someone's life abruptly ended. I don't want to be a cross on the side of the road of what I could have been had I not stopped there. See, I want to run my race strong. I want to share this story with you, and then we're going to, I want to pray with you at the end. But 2 Kings 6, there was a terrible situation unfolding. In the city of Samaria, part of Israel, it was surrounded by the Aramean army, and there was no way to get food in or out of the city and people were starving. In 2 Kings 6, it says, as a result, there was a famine. The siege lasted so long that people were literally eating donkey's head and dove's dung. Do you know what that is? Donkey's head represents the wisdom of man and dove's dung represents what was left over after the Holy Spirit leaves. People re were relying on their own wisdom, on their own uh, mindsets, and they were also not relying on the Holy Spirit. They weren't relying on for God to give them direction. They were leaning into their own wisdom, and I don't want to do that. I want in my business and my family, my children, my health, I want to lean into what God wants me to do, and if I do what he says to do, then I'm going to find favor. Now, I'm going to have to work, but I'm going to find favor. And isn't that what we do in crisis, though? We figure everything out in our own wisdom. We remove the Holy Spirit from our homes, and we wonder where the power to defeat the enemy has gone when we're not leaning into God. But by chapter 7, Elisha the prophet prophesies, and he says, tomorrow everything's going to be okay. You know what I want? I want to surround myself with women when I can't see past the storm that's around me, where they interrupt the storm and they say, everything's going to be okay. That's what I want. I want women who stand up and declare and prophesy and say, get your head out of the sand and look around you and get back into action. Those are the women that I want in my life because where are the ones that will declare? Because the Bible says in 2 Kings 7, it says that the four men, there were four men that had leprosy at the entrance to the gate. They said to each other, I love this. 
why sit we here till we die? That's the mentality of people I want in my life. Why sit we here till we die? And they said, if we say, we'll go into the city, the famine's there, we're going to die there. And if we stay here, we're going to die. So let's go on over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. Because if they spare us, then at least we're going to get some food. If not, they're going to kill us and it's over. Madam of suffering. But I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. And so why want to know where the women on this Zoom, put a one in the chat. If you're one of the women that says, why sit we here till we die? Get up and get moving and do something. Defeat the paralysis of analysis in your life. The whole nation of Israel was paralyzed. It sounds like our families and our nation right now, just paralyzed by fear, paralyzed. What's going to happen with the economy? What's going to happen with the election? What's going to happen with the next virus that comes out? All that, what's going to happen with our business? What's going to happen with medically supported weight loss? You know what's going to happen? We're going to help people. That's what's going to happen. So we sit back and we try to analyze, figure it out in our flesh. All the while, we just remain frozen. But Revelation says, wake up, strengthen what remains. Romans 13 says, get out of bed, get dressed, don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute, dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. You know what I heard in that scripture? Get up, dress up, grow up, show up and get moving. That's what I hear in that scripture. Put your spiritual armor on. Quit being a spiritual streaker running around without your armor on, just running around naked, flailing through the wind and get going because there will come a moment when you just can't sit still any longer. There have been moments this past year where I could have given up. I wanted to quit. I wanted to lay down, but you can't just sit there. You have to say enough. But then I woke up. And something happened. I love this scripture. I want you to write this scripture down because it's Psalms 18, 28. It says, suddenly God, you floodlight my life. I'm blazing with glory, God's glory. I smash the band of marauders and I vault the highest fences. Can I tell you something? When God's light shines on you and he floodlights you, you become a beacon of hope to everybody else around you. God is waiting for you to wake up today. Look at what unfolded here because it says that those four guys with leprosy, they were literally losing body parts. They were just suffering with leprosy. And I love this because they were four outcasts, four guys who didn't fit in. How many of you feel like you don't fit in at times? I feel like I have never fit in. And so they're just four outcasts, diseased, contaminated, gross to look at. Nobody wanted anything to do with them. Just four dead men walking. But here's what happened. Your flesh has to die in order for you to see God's presence. You have to die to your flesh because it says in 1 Corinthians 129, no flesh should glory in his presence. But here's what happened. These four guys suddenly have this epiphany and they said, we're going to die anyway. So why not get up and go see the enemy? They have food and I'm hungry. Why not march right over there and take our chances? What do we have to lose? I want to ask you today on here, what do you have to lose by doing something? 
What do you have to lose by doing something that you've never done before? What do you have to lose by getting up and trying and going forward and going against the odds, going against the opposition? What do you have to lose by getting up, making a phone call to someone, doing whatever you need to do to see your dreams happen? What do you have to lose? Because God always uses the ones that the world has looked over, the ones that nobody else thinks can do it, the ones the world has just put on the back burner. God always uses those people. These four guys were forgotten misfits, the outcasts of a society. But early the next morning, they get up and they walk to the camp of the Arameans. And let me tell you something. When you decide to get up out of your fear, when you decide to get up out of your insecurity, your offense, your hurt, your pain, your past, when you get up out of your complacency and your self-doubt and your lack of self-worth, when you get up and you decide you're going to look beyond yourself, you're going to stop looking in a microscope, start look, or looking out the telescope at the world beyond you. When you decide to get up out of those things, get ready because God will amplify your footsteps. And that's what he did. Our steps are ordered by God. He will amplify the steps of a few women on this Zoom in order to be you to go out and to create something for the future. And it says those men got up at dusk. They went and they started walking into the camp of the Arameans. But when they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there in the camp of the enemy. Because when they got up out of all their wallowing in self-pity and they started just marching, just do something, just get up, just march forward, just take the first step. When they got up out of those the, that moment of thinking, I'm just going to sit here and die, and they started doing something, the enemy's camp, what they heard was an army marching towards them and they fled. The enemy will flee when you take hold of the word of God and you just get up and you march and you just step forward. You don't lay down. You don't quit. And God will amplify your, your steps. And it says, by the time the lepers got to the camp, the enemy thought it was an entire army marching on them. And they didn't realize it was just four outcasts, four misfits that were walking in, broken down guys with leprosy. Are you ready to march today, ladies? Alone if you have to? There's been some seasons in my life where I had to march alone. Not, I mean, I had my husband, my kids, but I'm talking about outside. With no one else out there, I marched. There are those of you on this Zoom that somewhere along the way, you relinquished your rights to the enemy to move forward in your life. You gave up. The enemy was intimidating you. But can I tell you something? If you get up, and you start moving again, you start going forward again, the battle has already been won. And once you reach the victory, you cannot keep it to yourselves. That's the beauty. That's the part about this story I love so much is that the sin of the religious is to believe that because you were hurt by the world, abandoned by people, and offended by society, that we can just let everybody else starve. And that's simply not true. Because here's what these lepers did. Says that the men were enjoying the spoils of their victory. We've been given hope. We've been given health. We've been given financial blessings. 
but we're keeping it to ourselves. And that cannot happen. It says these men were just sitting, enjoying the spoils of their victory, and they realized that they were wrong in keeping it all to themselves. And they realized we may have been cast aside. We may have been ignored. We may have been rejected. We may have been lonely, but we have to tell everyone else that the enemy has been defeated. And the lepers went back to the city to the ones who kicked them out, to the ones who had rejected them. And they knocked on the gate and they said, we have won the victory. And they brought the victory home. You have a victory in your life that you need to bring to other people. And you know what? Maybe your family today has been talked about like you're just without hope. Maybe you've been talked about like you're without hope. Do something about it. Be the hope that brings life to other people. Prove them all wrong. That's what I want to say. Quit allowing the enemy to steal your freedom and cause you to doubt your self-worth. God is waiting on you to wake up and come up out of the ashes and march into your destiny. You are a warrior dressed for battle, ladies. You are a warrior. And declare today that I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. God loves me. And that I'm taking back my kidnapped life, my kidnapped freedom, my kidnapped joy, and I'm going to walk in power and authority that has been given to me. Get up and get moving. Awaken the warrior in you. And here's what I want to say, and I'm ending right now. Thank you for staying on. Is that don't just sit there and let the enemy push you around and bully you. Get up. Get dressed. Get moving, pick up your helmet, pick up your shield of faith, your breastplate of righteousness, your wield, your sword of the spirit, fit your feet with readiness today so that you can run the into the battle. You are not fighting alone. You see all these women on here? We're fighting together. We're fighting with you and send fear into the enemy's camp today as Satan hears an army of the Lord marching into the camp. Get up, raise your swords today, and remember who you are fighting for, and remember who is fighting for you. I just want to say to you today, ladies, you are so worthy. You are so seen. I'm looking through here. I see you, Tammy. I see you, Beverly, even though you're on the phone. <laughs> I see you, women. Neely, I see you. Shannon Tate, you're worthy. You're worthy of all that God has for you. Carla, God loves you so much. Gail, that's my mom's name, by the way. God sees you today. We see you today. Each one of you are so aerial. God just smiles at you. You know what? Lynn, it's so good to see you. You are so valued. Denise, so amazing. Keisha, God's not forgotten you. He sees you right where you're at. See, ladies, I just want you to know, Lorraine, you're such an amazing gift, such an amazing gift.
Randy, God loves you so much. I just want you to know, ladies, when you show up on these Zooms, there's power in community. There's power in coming together to grow together. And each one of you have such value in this world, so many giftings, so much to share, so much to that you bring to the table. There is a seat for every single one of you at this table. And I just want you to know that you are going to do great things. Don't give up in a moment. Don't give up. You know, I love Kristen said one time that never give up is, I don't want to butcher the statement, never give up on a good day or never give up on a bad day. If you're going to give up, give up on a good day because then you're not going to give up. You always have another breath inside of you. And for those of you who showed up on this Zoom, you already conquered today because you showed up for you. You showed up for other women today. And you have overcame 100% of your worst days because you're sitting here. And I just want to pray for you today. And then we're going to do a giveaway. Father, I just pray for every single woman that's on the Zoom today. I pray you bring peace into their homes today. I pray that right now, some of them feel like they're just holding their breath. Some of them, the breath has been knocked out of them at times. Some of them, they're just waiting, just waiting for you to show up and you're already there. I pray that your breath fills the room where they're at right now and that you just begin to breathe new life inside of them today, that they feel a strength beginning to rise up inside of them, a hope that will begin to rise up inside of them, that they will feel your presence like never before and that they would know that you see them, that you know their name, that you love them beyond what they could ever imagine. I pray that you give them the ability to walk into this next season that you would give them favor and blessings, creative ideas, that you would bless their marriages, bless their children, bless their businesses, their finances, their health. But right now, Father, I just pray that you just begin to strengthen them, that they would feel you lifting their arms, walking with them, holding them, and that they would know that they are never alone. I just pray blessings over each and every one of them, and I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.